To start the show today, here's Jerry Allen in the Oregon IMG Sports Network. And Freeman to the right side of Herbert on third down and a half a yard. And it's Freeman, left side, and walks into the end zone. <laughs> Pretty easy. I think the choice up the middle was so well defended, there was just no avenue at all, so he just kind of looked to his left and said, whoa, I can just walk over there and step across that line. And Johnny Johnson, the third. Mitchell stays out to the right here. It's back to throw Herbert on long. Third and long. Way down. Going to the end zone. Back to the end zone. Cash May. Was he in there? Did he get it? Yes, he did. Touchdown. Herbert Ruddy. Twins each way back to throw. Little pump fake. Throw over the middle. Caught. Touchdown, Breland. Jacob Breland. And a dart from Justin Herbert, who is putting on a show today. Had to be a dart. Had to be a dart because... Breland was in a small little window and he had to zing it right over the top of the inside linebacker to get it there. Here's first down at the 13 of Temple offense. Turn to give it to Freeman going left. Trying to cut it, does inside the five. He'll scroll into the end zone. Royce Freeman having the kind of game here in his final game at Otson you want to have. Dylan Red comes back at the handoff going left. Cut it outside, inside, 10-5. Touchdown, Jalen Red. Pure old-fashioned speed. Here's Herbert running with a snap. Got it. Going to keep it himself and go left. And goes right easily into the end zone for the touchdown. Third and 11. Herbert play action to throw. Only a three-man rush. Down the middle. Going way down to Mitchell. Got it. Touchdown. Oops. That was too quick. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and obviously, Oregon State was not ready for it either. Null empties the backfield. Back to throw. Garrettson, pressure comes, throws ball knocked up in the air, intercepted. There you go, pick six. How about that? Justin Hollins. Justin Hollins picked it out of the air. It popped way up into the air. And Jalen Jelks should get at least one point out of that. How many balls has he tipped into the air this year? <laughs> Two receivers out to the left on third and one. Give it to Benoit. Goes right side and almost, and he does break it. 30, 20. He's going to go the distance all the way. Can I, Benoit? The final six seconds taken off and a record-setting score as 1-0. It is over. 69-10, to 10, our final score. Oregon has won the 121st Civil War here at Autzen Stadium, 69-10. to 10. That's Jerry Allen in the Oregon IMG Sports Network. And with that, I would like to welcome you into the Flock Talk today. My name's Gary Snyder, coming to you from a pre-recorded Swock Media Production Studio on Oregon's Bay Area in Coos Bay. Rex Gardner is standing by. He will join me shortly from Eugene. We say hello to our podcast partners, SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe to those affiliates and like us on our Facebook page at The Flock Talk. Today on the show, Oregon stomps Oregon State, as you just heard, 69-10 in the 121st Civil War game at Otsa Stadium. Ducks finished the regular season at 7-5 and, and is going to a bowl game. The Flock will let you know where you, we think the Ducks are going to play coming up. It's also conference championship week. We have a lot of good games coming up this weekend. Chip Kelly is back at it in college football. Coaching at UCLA signs a five-year, $23.3 million contract. Willie Taggart also got offered a bonus contract with the Ducks. That's five years, $20 million. 
This is a fun show, and now we bring in the pro of the show, Rex Gardner. And Rex Gardner, I got one question for you, man. What was your favorite dish on Thanksgiving? Ooh, probably the stuffing. You can never go wrong with stuffing. Oh, definitely not. I got a new one this year. Um, I like the yams with uh, the marshmallows on top. Is that how you say it, yams? Yeah, right? those are solid. Yeah, I haven't really tried those before, but, man, that was a pretty solid dish that I tried out this year. So, anyway, let's go back to that Civil War game. Uh, it was just all ducks. Just stomped the Beavers 69-10 to 10 on a late well, 4 o'clock game at Austin Stadium. A uh, lot of pauses we can take for this game. The Ducks did put up 52 points in the first half. Uh, what do you think the Ducks can kind of base off this going into a bowl game? Well, yeah, I mean, the bowl game is huge for um, a few reasons. One, you know, you get a bunch of practices that uh, you wouldn't get otherwise. And uh, for the, a young team like Oregon, that, that'll pay off next year even. So uh, that that's big. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of momentum, two wins in a row uh, with Herbert being back. Herbert's playing really good. And, I mean, everybody's playing good. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just huge depending. You know, you're going to play probably a good opponent. Uh, I was maybe like a Texas Tech or somebody like alike uh, in a bowl game. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah they can keep that momentum up for the next couple of weeks and uh, have some good practices. And I mean, yeah, it'll be uh, probably a good good December. So uh, Justin Herbert, go to his stats here a little bit. Uh, had a real good game. I mean, just like he usually does. He was uh, 13 for 23, 251 yards and three touchdowns. Royce Freeman off 19 carries, 122 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, uh, another good game for him. Six receptions, 120 yards with two touchdowns. Uh, what do you think the bowl game the Ducks are going to be playing in? Um, from what it sounds like, the Cactus Bowl is mm -hmm. like what keeps getting thrown around. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how they – you know, it's kind of random because – uh, bowls get to invite people themselves so um you know there is a formula of course but it's uh it can be kind of unpredictable but yeah i think the cactus bowl is probably our best bet right now and the cactus bowl and i also heard maybe the vegas bowl uh they were kind yeah, of flip-flopping but uh it kind of all depends what kind of happens this weekend too and maybe kind of the uh the other yep. conference championships maybe like the fresno state boise state game that might have a little impact in it as well huh yeah, it, it'll all yeah shake out throughout the week, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who kind of goes where. So, Rex, let's talk about Oregon State football just for a minute. They've finished their season 1-11, uh, one of the worst finishes in Oregon State history. Uh, just hired a new coach, Jonathan Smith. He was offensive coordinator at Washington Huskies, played for the Beavers back in the late 1990s, uh, signed a five-year deal, no money on the table yet. Uh, Rex, your thoughts on the new hire for the Beavers? No, I'm intrigued. I, th I think uh, it's a good hire for them. Uh, you know, a Corvallis guy, he's going to stick around. Uh, he knows knows the program. You know, Oregon State's a little different than um, other programs. Uh, you know, like Gary Anderson coming from Wisconsin. Wisconsin and Oregon State are two different two different types of universities. Uh, so he knows knows what to expect, knows, you know, what the guys are going to be like, what the area is like. So I think it's a good hire. I think I don't know much about him otherwise. I uh, didn't really know much about him until yesterday. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it could be a good hire for the Beavers. You know, they're not, they're not gonna get go get less miles or whatever, and and that's fine because I don't think that's who they need. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's a good hire. So uh, we all just kind of 
I paused for a minute because I did not know anything about Jonathan Smith at all. I know there was rumors uh, they were maybe uh, higher – Old Arizona State's coach. I forget the, uh, the old guy's name. I think he coached for the Beavers a and while ago. Erickson. Yep, Erickson. And I didn't know if that was going to be a real good hire because he's just kind of been there, done that. So, I mean, yeah, he's been with the program, uh, doing some good things at Washington. I know he was the quarterback coach, as you mentioned. So, yeah, Beavers, probably a pretty good hire there, even though it's kind of a no-namer for some of the outside fans. Yeah, I thought that maybe they would try to go and get a big namer just like to, you know, maybe revamp the fan base or whatever just because there's a lot out there right now. Uh-huh. I thought maybe they'd go get um, McElwain from that just – he was coaching Florida because he has right. that Eastern Washington connection and such. So, um, But, yeah, I think this was the probably the smartest decision. So uh, let's talk about Oregon football now. And there's a little uh, drama going on with uh... – you know, Willie Taggart, it's not real drama, it's just kind of news. Uh, Dan Mullen got hired at Florida Gators. We kind of thought Willie Taggart might be interested in a Florida job because that's where he's come from. Uh, now with rumors that Jimbo Fisher uh, may probably leave in Florida State, uh, maybe be interested in the Texas A&M job. So Oregon gave Willie Taggart a new contract with $20 million over five years. Uh, I think it's probably a pretty good uh, decision by uh, the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, the, the contract uh, was about a $700,000 raise mm-hmm. per year for Taggart. Uh, and then I know there are some other uh, little discrepancies in there to where uh, he has to kind of give him uh, a, uh, the university a written statement of if he is planning on talking to another program or interviewing another program. And there's some there's some little things like that um, but yeah, I mean, it's all comes kind of come down to Jimbo Fisher is if he's going to go to Texas A&M, there's a lot of talk that he's right. doing that Florida state thinks he's doing that. So they started doing background work on Willie Taggart. If he doesn't leave, this is kind of, uh, I mean, there's nothing really to talk about otherwise. I mean, you got to talk about Willie Taggart's first year coaching the ducks. I mean, he's got a done a pretty good job with the, I mean, the only, only thing that really held us back was the Justin Herbert injury. Finished the season seventy and five, but the recruiting class. I mean, currently we're number one for next year's recruiting class. Currently, I mean that could change, but I mean we already got some pretty good studs coming up. Yeah, I mean you take out those five games that Herbert. You know he was six and one, mm-hmm. uh, and you went you beat your rival, and then you obviously have you have the number six ranked recruiting class in the country, and uh, which is the best in Oregon history. So yeah, I mean with those. As far as what you want to see on a first-year coach, uh, obviously it's enough for Oregon to be uh, pretty confident in him. The fans are confident in him. The players seem confident in him. So, uh, yeah, why not give him a raise and mm-hmm. keep him around? And uh, I think that he – I noticed that Willie Taggart did retweet someone's tweet that said yeah. something along the lines of people are overhyping the Willie wants to go to Florida thing that he it is his hometown, but he doesn't. he's not set on actually being in Florida. Yeah, I actually have that right here. Uh, it says, this is from the BleachReport.com. Taggart also retweeted a tweet from Joey Knight. Uh, Joey is a reporter from the Tampa Bay Times stating that Taggart plans to stay at Oregon as people are, quote-unquote, overplaying the importance of coming back to the home state, end quote. So that was kind of good to see, actually. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I don't think – I mean, I think he would, you know, maybe – he would, I'm sure he would listen to them just mm-hmm. because it is his home state and because most coaches listen to all offers they get. And most employee employees do, um, but I think yeah, like 
he likes Oregon. Um, I don't think it, Florida State and Florida, especially right now, either of them give uh, him a better chance to win or recruit than Oregon does. So more flock talk coming up next. We got uh, talking Chip Kelly. Also, Arizona State has a new coach. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. Driving means. Freedom. Exploration. Fun. Pride. Flexibility. Protection. Friendship. Independence. Distracted driving means. Danger. Recklessness. Irresponsible. Chaos. Police. Devastation. Injury. Tears. Death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Back on the Flock Talk after the big Thanksgiving break. Hope everyone enjoyed their family time and eating lots of food. Man, I sure enjoyed that. So, Rex, let's jump into the Chip Kelly news. Uh, got hired at UCLA, $23.3 million off of five years. So, it's kind of cool to see Chip Kelly's back in college football. And, I mean, coaching just down the road from Oregon, just down south in UCLA in Los Angeles. So, I'm interested to see what he has to do uh, next season. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I think that's college football where he, is where he needs to be. Uh, it's going to be a little different for him now. You know, everybody runs the spread. Everybody knows the spread. Obviously, obviously, we know his type of spread's a little little bit different than everybody else's. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it'll work out well for him. And uh, it's kind of scary, you know, for the Ducks and yeah. for the Pac-12 because he could recruit down in UCLA. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Gopher could recruit at UCLA. So uh, I think uh, he'll get some speed guys. He'll get some some good players and i'm sure he'll i'm sure he'll do a good job down there so it's kind of funny i was listening to the radio because it was kind of up to if chip, is chip kelly going to go to florida or is he going to go to ucla and man go to any of those schools you got the best weather it's just pretty much where you would where you would rather live and yeah, I mean, exactly probably la was probably the obvious choice there yeah and i think the west coast he likes that and he likes the you know less media which he, there's going to be more in la but you know less media there's less just stuff going on it's just football um and yeah i think he likes pac-12 and he knows the pac-12 so why not so arizona state they just hired a new coach herm edwards uh i just looked him up 63 years old uh he was one of the analysts on espn's nfl live hired at arizona state hasn't seen the money deal out yet it's just wild how many coaching changes is going on right now Uh, arizona state did fire todd graham uh, Sunday after six seasons, um, but Graham will still uh, coach the Sun Devils bowl game. Um, so, w- your thoughts on the the new Arizona State hire? Um, when I saw the headline, I thought I was like, "Is this 2003?" I didn't. I was confused what era, what time we were in. <laughs> um, no, I was I was really surprised. I didn't I didn't know he was wanting to still be a coach. I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know how Arizona State knew he wanted to be a coach still. Uh, I, I really don't, I don't know what to think. He hasn't coached in 10 years or whatever it's been. And, uh, he's like 54 and 40 something in the NFL. Don't quote me on that, but he, you know, he was a good coach. He was, I mean, I just know him really more as an analyst just growing up. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So he did coach at the Kansas city chiefs and also the New York jets from 2001 to 2005 did get fired in 2008 from the chiefs after a two and 14 season. Uh, he last coached in 1989, and he was a cornerback coach for San Jose State, so that's pretty interesting. Moving on to the college football rankings after week 14. Comes out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, ranked at number one, Clemson, 11-1 record. 
Last week they did beat number 24, South Carolina, uh, 34 to 10. Auburn standing at number two, the best second loss team. Knocked off number one Alabama in the Iron Bowl 26-14 last weekend. Uh, they got a big game coming up this weekend against number six Georgia. And also Clemson has a big game coming up this week. Uh, number seven Miami. At number three Oklahoma 11-1. And uh, the last undefeated team uh, currently probably going to make the final four is Wisconsin. Number five Alabama and number six Georgia. Uh, Rex, I was... Kind of glad they put Wisconsin in there at number four. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Alabama is going to shape up after this week's SEC championship. Yeah, I think it. I think uh, I like the way they did it. Um, I think they put themselves not like they were doing this intentionally, but they put Alabama still in a position to be, you know, able to get in there uh, pending chaos. So I think they set themselves up for how they kind of wanted. It it to be um yeah I, I don't know i think it's you know i think it only comes down to eight teams right now i don't think mm -hmm. number nine through the rest is um gonna make it penn state ohio state would be a stretch i don't think they're gonna make it but um you know they beat wisconsin uh and some crazy things happen maybe but uh miami i don't think either i think clemson will be in i think they'll take care of business it's just gonna be um, you know, weird to see how the SEC thing shapes up. I think Oklahoma will take care of TCU. So, you know, if Auburn wins, I think everything kind of stays the same. And if Georgia wins, things will get messy. Uh, will Georgia be the only SEC team in? Will Alabama be the only SEC team in? Will both of them get in? Uh, it could be um, could be hard with just those three teams right there from the SEC. And it all depends on uh, the other three teams around them, whether they win their championship games or not. So I think uh, it could be one of the crazier um, playoff uh, ranking releases next week, or it could be a really boring one, considering if uh, all four teams take care of business. Imagine being in a seat with the college football ranking committee and you're being able to vote. And the decision is Alabama or Georgia because Auburn just got knocked off. Who do you put in? Well, I'll, I mean, it just kind of goes off of, like, what what you put more importance on. I mean, and see, I don't even think Alabama looked that great this year. They didn't play anybody. They, they I mean, they did play Florida State. It's mm -hmm. not their fault that Florida State wasn't very good this year. But right. they didn't look great on the road at all this year they didn't they only played like four road games true true road games um so i mean they just didn't play anybody and georgia played you know went to notre dame and won at notre dame they had won some games in the sec they have one loss you know it was a bad loss um so i just it kind of depends on if you put strength schedule or the eye test ahead of yourself and how highly you think of alabama i think for me i'd put georgia in if they beat auburn just because Alabama just lost to Auburn, and now Georgia beat Auburn in a weak turnaround. And so tell me right now, Georgia's a better team. Yeah, taking a look at Georgia's schedule, I mean, they went at Notre Dame, as you said, and won by a point, but their only loss comes to at Auburn, which they got thumped by 23 points. Uh, and then Alabama, so they're, you... they're playing teams like Mercer, uh, Colorado State, Fresno State. I know you're going to have a couple weak games in the season, but – what are you doing playing Mercer 
the week before the Iron Bowl. Exactly, and you get Mercer the week before, and you still can't win. So, I, I mean, if Georgia can redeem themselves, beat Auburn, then they beat the only team that's beat them. They, they were SEC champions, and then, as Nick Saban says, you got to be, you know, conference champion to be in the playoffs. So, I right. mean, that comes back to haunt him, and I think they, they're out. Be very interesting to see. College football rankings coming out next Tuesday, 4 o'clock on ESPN. All right, Rex, I'm on uh, Oregon247sports.com, and let's talk some recruiting now. Man, Duck's got a lot of four-stars, a couple three-stars at the end. Uh, Troy Dye's brother, Travis Dye, from Norco, California. See, he's a big commit for the Ducks. Also, a bunch more four-stars and a bunch of in-state guys. Uh, man, so the Ducks looking pretty good for recruiting next year. Currently ranked number one in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great class, um, deep class, and really you got to think about just the most important thing is that we're getting in-state guys again. We hadn't been uh, under Helfrich. Um, Chip Kelly did get some guys. He didn't really recruit much in-state. He did like to go to Texas and California and such. Um, so yeah, I mean it, that's that's really big. I mean our number one rated recruit uh, via ESPN.com is uh, a guy from Lake Oswego. So often to tackle. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's it's huge when you can get in-state guys, just because you shouldn't not get in-state guys. Uh, they're the easiest recruit. You don't have to spend much time and money going to get them and talk to them, and you can get them on visits. Um, I know that Braden Lindsay from Tiger has come down uh, to four or five games, I think. So yeah, I mean, they sh in theory should be easier guys, but yeah, I mean, they're not done recruiting yet, so uh, they're gonna try to get some more guys. I know um, there's a couple five stars that they're still really, really trying to get. A uh, couple receivers. Uh, I think Terrence Marshall is his name. He's from Los Angeles, uh, five star, and they, I know they really want him. And there, there's a few others. So I think, uh, I mean, yeah, the, just it's a good, it's a good class. It's gonna help out immediately next year, and it, I'm sure it'll get if Taggart stays and if he keeps recruiting like he will. I'm sure the classes will only get better. Defensive coordinator Jim Levitt's been on the recruiting road too. Uh, he's been spending a lot of time in uh, Florida the last couple of days and I believe he got to yeah he's still in Florida and uh, he's having uh, looks like a lot of food and Pepsi with a lot of the recruiting he's probably drinking Pepsi right now oh man if you go to his Twitter page he's got his rally caps on he's got a two liter Pepsi uh, they're making cakes for him he's laying back on the couch so man what a job that would be just going to each of these high star athlete's house hanging out with their family and they're just treating you right yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure he's uh he's a hard guy i'm sure he'd be a hard guy to say no to um i'm sure he i'm sure he's a pretty likable guy so uh that's the guy you'd want out you know on your coaching staff out on the road but it looked like all of them were out on the road i know um big joe defensive line coach and uh was out with him a couple times and yeah. he was out recruiting as well uh, the defensive backs coach, which I can't remember his name, was out on the road as well. Uh, and in just a couple of other coaches were out, uh, Coach Arroyo and Crystal Ball. And so, I mean, they're all – and Taggart's out as well. So, they're out full force recruiting. Uh, I know uh, bowl practice starts on this Friday, I believe. So, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to – they're spending the time off wisely. Yeah, it's wild. They just whooped the, the Beavers on Saturday night, and they took off, I believe, Sunday morning. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And, I mean, they're still out on the road, so they've been, you know, with Thanksgiving, then you got the, the Civil War Saturday, and 
you leave Sunday. I know Taggart, yeah. I believe Taggart did hang out Sunday for the PK-80, and then he must have took off on Monday. But, yeah, pretty – Good thing that he sent Levitt to Florida and not Taggart didn't go to Florida. Then it would have – the speculation <laughs> would have been really high. Oh, it, yeah, that would have been big, big talk. So you can check out all the Oregon commits so far. We got 25 big from three to four stars at Oregon24sports.com and click on FB Recruiting. That's all for today on The Flock Talk. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. Search our names or The Flock Talk on Facebook. For Rex Gardner, my name is Gary Snyder. See you next week, and we appreciate you listening.